That's every brother. That's assumption of positive intent. That's imagining that whatever my brother is doing, he is doing for the best possible end. And therefore, no matter how heinous it may appear to me, uh, which it is, boy, I can see some stuff people are doing and I'm just like, oh my God, that's horrible. Recognize that they are doing it for the best possible intention. Um, they truly believe that they are rescuing humanity through their actions. And therefore, <clears throat> for me to condemn them or their actions because of my, my idea of how things should be is really pretty foolish. So, you know, Jesus is telling us, recognize it's my brother's will as well that we be saved. So can you and hear me okay, it is Barb? my desire to yes. okay. uh, share that me? will with yeah. them. No and not to not to point out the means, not to say this is how it's going to work. Recognize I don't know how it's going to work. All I need to do is join with my brother, uh, share God's will with him, and um, to remember him is heaven. It really is to remember my brother is the Christ that brings me into heaven. Um, so, anyway, those are my thoughts, and thank you so much, Bruce Rawls. Thank you, Lynn, and, and everyone for, for joining us. And uh, I'll, I'll, as always, uh, as these uh, uh, recordings come along, I will post them to ACIM blog. I'm still a little bit backlog, but I will catch up. And, uh, <laughs> and thank you, thank you, Lynn, and everyone for for um, making all this happen. So. Thank you, Bruce. I love you so much, brother. Have a great time in California. Is he practicing his kung fu? All right. Bye-bye. He's making his his turtle practice kung fu. And it's not a ninja turtle. It's the turtle from from Finding Nemo. Here we go. Hello, can you hear me okay? Boom, boom, boom. Hello, hello. Hello, Barb. Good morning. How are you? Hi, Devin. Hi. <laughs> so, so, what's new with life? Uh, let's see. I am... I am practicing... Uh, I'm practicing... When the idea of when the second becomes the first. Uh, well, you have to take the second to become the first, yeah. And take the second place to become the first. Is that your lesson today? Or some It's been my lesson <laughs> for a while, but I it's just really Yeah, I like that on one. my mind. Yeah, I take the but second to gain the first. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd like to discuss that. It has the idea of it is coming to me because of someone, one of my helpers, my 
wisdom not of myself <laughs> is uh, helping me to see my core self and how I have these protector selves, the defensive part of myself. And so then that idea of how Jesus was the second, he's the first source from God. So that's the core self is God and that resides within everybody me included and how to get in touch with that core self so that I can see all these protector selves that are so busy they're really busy and busy doing nothing but um, like occupying space <laughs> you know, I, what was that? I was, I was just saying, like a Treyu here, he's busy doing nothing. He's <laughs> fighting off some bad guys of some sort, like his big brother. Um, <laughs> I was thinking that, you know, I take the second to gain the first it would almost be somewhat better understood as if, you know, if we're going first place, second place, assuming zeroth place is, is before first. I'd say we take the second to gain the zeroth place, <laughs> even though it's not really in, in existence. But it kind of comes out of and gets out of the whole first and second or a, a race idea. It's like the zeroth place is, is outside of the whole race, outside of the whole problem. You know, so you, you take the second place or whatever place you're meant to be in, and you gain the the place outside. You know, if you think you're about the race, if you think you're trying to go for first, you know you're actually trying to. You know, I, we've been watching cars a lot around here, and and there's a <laughs> lot of other cars besides the three uh, stars in the race. You know, there's there's the 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 king who's always getting first. Then there's Chick Hicks, who is uh, constantly chasing that tail fin, and then there's the runner, or there's the rookie, which is Lightning McQueen, and yet there's 26 other people in the race, or 24 or something, and I just think it's hilarious that they're not even part of the story at all. You know, they're they're really just to get in the way sometimes and get in accidents. And, but if they all of a sudden, if one of them's like, "Oh no, I'm going for first as we're watching this movie, you know, it changes the whole story. You know? <laughs> Instead of taking the 22nd place and gaining, you know, <laughs> rights to the, the storyteller or the writer of the whole script, so what if he thought, oh, I'm, I'm gonna fight for first place this time, you know, I'm actually gonna do this. And then it changes the whole movie. <laughs> it's not just between the three in front. It's, whoa, who's this guy? Number 28. <laughs> Where did he come from? You know, it changes it, the whole thing. Does it really, though? Well, I mean, it would be part of it. Like, technically, in the movie, it's impossible for him to come out of his written position. But if it 
he thought it was possible, let's say, you know, then it would change everything. So it's the idea of accepting what is your design. You know, where are you meant to be? What is your design position? And if you're accepting that, uh, yeah, I mean, if it involves striving for first place, you would naturally be doing that and achieving it. It wouldn't be some stressful thing. You know, just like that, just accepting 22nd place or 18th place or something. Uh, if you actually thought, oh, I'm going to take on this race so I can be in 18th place. I mean, you probably weren't going to be in the race in the first place. Uh, but you have to somewhat think that you have this motivation to win it, to be in it. But this idea is, is you know, you, you're going to be whatever you're going to be and just enjoy being in the race and just take the 18th place because that's where you're going to be, you know. It's like, that's I, it's like, can you be in it but not of it? Well, but that... 18th place is equally important. Yeah. Exactly. But I mean, so there's a few options. Like, you can, if you know the truth, let's say this guy in the 28, number 28, he had an awakening and he, he really f saw the future. He saw that he was going to be in 18th place. Uh, it, either he can not take the race and he's like oh i'm, I'm just going to be in 18th place there's no point in actually going in it actually being there uh you know then that would also mix up the story you know it's like there was a something he did something he was in the position of let's say there was this big car accident as there was in the movie and lightning mcqueen jumps off of this other car what if he was that other car you know, now he's not in the position, and now Lightning McQueen gets caught up in the in, in the whole mess of it. And I'm just saying, like you have a position, and and so he had this awakening. He sees he's in the 18th place, and he's gonna always be in that 18th place. <laughs> and what if he comes to terms with it? It's really it's like being the presence that you're here to represent. I'm here to represent the fullness of this story. And my position is just as important as every other position in it. It might not be the main focus of the story. I might be just completely in the background. But I'm just as important as the fulfillment of the story is needed. As far as the story is concerned, anyway. And... It is true that we're all needed, and we all can become the first. That's what it is, but we have to let go of the second, or the 28th, or the 18th, in order to... Like, I have to let go of all those ideas that there's anybody to fight against. Even and But the attraction of the fight is so alluring. You know, I, I can beat them. I can get ahead. And that's why probably I come here. Just to think yet one more time, I can be the hero of the dream. And 
it's when I can lay down the hero of the dream or recognize that I'm only fighting myself and that there really isn't anybody to rub up against or fight against. Them. Yeah. They simmer down and they become. Then I can focus on what my true purpose here is, whatever that is of becoming the first and being in attunement or atonement with the source. I think of the movie Groundhog's Day and... No, there was, he tried every option, thinking that it would succeed in getting him out, even killing himself, and, and, and trying to be the best of the best. And, and finally, you know, it seemed as if the very last day, as far as what they showed and kind of made it seem, that and he, he went through a stage of, of helping people but that was his way out as well you know he was like I'm doing this because I want out I want to get this whole thing to stop you know but then he's been he did it for so long he finally did it for them you know it was all for them and he he wasn't even concerned about getting out anymore it was it was almost so long he, he didn't expect to get out anymore and he still served he still helped and you know it was just completely selfless at the time and then he was rewarded and it was done <laughs> you starting a fire over there you don't have a lighter <laughs> who are you talking to yeah, I, I, well, it sounds like you're rubbing your hands together, spinning a stick or something. Oh, you can hear that? Yeah, just barely. Uh, huh. Sounds like yeah, you're twisting I'm... a stick or something. Hmm. <laughs> Putting my own imaginary on it. Huh. No, no fires. Although. Oh. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, it seems like you take a sad place and, and it seems like you're taking a position of of surrender or laying down your arms. And, and while that is, you know, a way of bringing about peace and all this, it, you know, if you're not, it's the same thing if you're not really doing it for the giving of it. You know, you're still doing it for the taking or, or the achieving of something, then it's it's still, you know, the lesson really has to be coming from a position of for me, mine, and going to a position of not just for them, but for everyone, for everything. And that can be the same, you know, and it could be misunderstood to say it's for Christ or say it's for God. You know, if you think that's an individual separate from everything, um, then it's misunderstood. But say it is for everything. I do this for the greater good, you know. I do this 
for truth, for reality, and that atonement. Or I do it because I feel called. Yeah. I feel the call to do it. And I'm always guided, not necessarily for anyone else or even, you know, it's just I have this drive to do it. Yeah. And I can't judge what it is that I'm doing because I don't know. If I have the drive, if I have the inspiration. Yeah. I like to think of spirit as motivation to do things. Uh, when it's, when there's, it's not about fear anymore. It's not about defending guilt or getting out of guilt. And it's just the achievement of, of simply being whatever you are and you feel that motivation to do, be and do yourself to, to say what you need to say do what you need to do and there's plenty of naysayers that's for sure you know people that think they know or that yeah. they know best for you or yeah. oh you'll never do this or or Really? Can you afford that? Can you, can you, and I tell yeah. them, you know, I can't afford not to. I yeah, it's all, afford. all between you and the divine, and that it has, you know, nobody knows what you are supposed to be, and that's referring to everybody, really. Nobody knows what you're supposed to be until you're here to do it. And we like to compare ourselves to other situations and other people, and it's it doesn't achieve anything. Or even in your example, being 28th or being first, if there's if we think there's a difference, then we're mistaken. Yeah, it's just as necessary. It is just as necessary. It might, it might not be the center of attention, and that's okay. You know, it's, it's not about that. Right. Not everybody well, can those, do that. Those flowers get picked first, right? That, those flowers or those number ones, they get picked first, so then they're out of the game faster. But the ones that can stick around a while and persevere all the things then I get to lay down my defender my protector parts to recognize that I really don't need any protection there's nothing to protect me from that whole idea mm -hmm. that if it doesn't last forever it's it's not worth anything so just don't get concerned about it but then it will take care of itself the idea that if I want to stay married and the marriage is not supposed to be stayed it will fall apart on its own accord and I'll still have the lesson the lesson will have been learned I feel like I'm breaking new ground, doing things 
that otherwise I, w- I would have never gone. I- I'm going beyond my old projected boundaries. And I'm, I'm letting go of a lot of hatred. And what the Course talks about when an ancient hatred becomes a present love. I'm sort of in that. Yeah, we interpret the situation that we're in to mean something, you know, to be something. And usually it's become something in our minds because of this ancient idea. Like we usually have gone through a training of some sort of believing life or this situation oh this is happening i need to react this way that's the only way to react and usually taking that same you know decision of reaction you know is ancient and instead of this miracle idea is turning that around all of a sudden like in a position where you take a different perspective you you keep approaching and you might notice it throughout your life instead of lifetimes but just life noticing the same thing coming up in life you need to be dealing with the same thing over and over again and you That's you probably. finally take a different approach you know finally take a different direction seeing it differently oh you know, instead of, oh, I'm frustrated about Atreyu over and over and over again, frustrated, 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 yelling, 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 one day I might just be like, oh, it's so cute <laughs> that he keeps doing the same thing, you know? Oh, I, I'm usually upset about this, but some reason I, I start seeing that this is a repetitive thing, a pattern that keeps just occurring, and... And that, that's an example of taking a different approach all of a sudden. Your mind shifts and change, you know, and then naturally you start seeing and experiencing it differently. You know, you're going to have a smile on your face instead of the frustration. So your response, your response has shifted has a little light got in. Mm. Yeah. And, and, well, I wanted to say to your lifetime, past, present, there are, for me, it feels as though they're all the same. And the only real thing that matters is where I think I am. That where question, you know, where, where is my attention? It's oh, it's always right where the soul thinks it's at. The soul, I guess, knows that it's the core self, the the first, the first part of me, or the only part of me that's real. Is right here, right now. Where have I seen this before? Oh, okay, and then I, and then I know not to do the thing that I did before and so then I make a different choice or I ask to see it a different way and then 
I progress or I spend more time in that place of unknowing, of just being. And gradually, I can spend more and more time there. And I long and I desire to spend more and more time in that place of yeah, that, just being. That, that being idea is, is nice. Uh, it's commonly misunderstood uh, to get into that Groundhog's Day kind of an idea. Is that, like, what's your intentions of being, you know? Uh, usually if you're, you're thinking about it, if you're thinking or a reason for being or, or you're, you will achieve something by being, you know, you're still not being. Uh, you're still not just being. And like it's, it's, you know, to say in that Groundhog's, you know, he, he finally gave up on trying to be anything and then he was just being. You know, if we, <laughs> exactly. If we think we're we're going to achieve being by stop reacting and just sitting still and being, you know, that's that's a misunderstanding. If you think you can just be everything, you know, and just being first place if it's not your own, then you know you're not being. If you, you know, it's it's whatever you're going to do, whatever you're going to be, you just let it naturally come out. Uh, and so no thoughts required you know there's no mm -hmm. thought about it at all required it would just naturally come and it, the willingness to act and say whatever it is that you're going to say you know usually when you're going through the process you have a thought come in your mind and you're like oh should i say this or should i not so that's not being either you know being already said it you know it, there's no filter anymore or anything and it's not about, oh, is this going to add to the peace and the silence of the world? Or is this going to be part of the problem? No, you're not concerned about that. You're, if you're just being, you're going to be just whatever it is you are. You know, and instead of, uh, or, or is this going to put me in first place? Am I going to win from this? If, do I say this and this is going to help me get more money or get more business? You know, that's also not being, you know, it's... You're not concerned about the result of what you're going to say or what you're going to do or be. You're not worried about it. You know, you're just here to be it and to represent, you know, he who designed you and wrote you into this story in the script. And so the the awakening or healing process is, is kind of with that mind that thinks it knows anything about what it's supposed to be or do. And or doubts itself on what it should say or shouldn't say. And uh, when it's not there anymore, you know, it just will naturally be whatever it is. Let's say if it's a clover, then it's a clover. If it's a tree, it's a tree. And it's not trying to be a bush. It's not trying to be snow. If it's snow, it's snow. And, and the idea, uh, it's not so much being first, like, but I guess it would be, well, the whole idea of second and first comes about how, I, what you were saying before about how this, when the second becomes the first, well, that's like Jesus was whole with his father and then he came here 
to be his father's son, whom he knew he was loved. And then he got to experience love, and then he became, in order to be, he came to show us that we are with our father forever. We never left, right? And so then that would be the first. So it's almost like what you were saying about the zeroth place. You go to zero in order to get back to the first. This original source, and there only can be a first and a second. Well, I understand、uh, the metaphor, but I was I was definitely saying it in a different fashion. Like the first and the second seems like you're comparing your position with other people. You know? No, that's But, not what I meant. What I'm taking it that there is no other people or person. That if we were all the same, we all have to do this. We all, so there'd be the first, which would be the source or God, and then six billion. So the six billion become the first when we all go home, which is, I guess, would be the zero, where there's the unknown or the nothing or the peace. Yeah, sounds good. And that takes a lot of practice for me, anyways. It's taking a lot of letting go and all that. Yeah, it's interesting how it seems to be continuous, right? You know, it's. You think you're gonna be done any time now, and then <laughs> here's another one. Here's another five things to deal with. Oh, yeah, dang it! Yeah. Oh, I have to laugh at that because, yeah, it's so. I suppose it's a lot like how the moon goes around, and the Earth and all the planets go around the sun. Where it seems like we're gonna get close to the sun. And we're gonna get to go home, or we're not gonna have to stop. And then we get pushed back out to space again, or we're back out in space again.、And、then we come in for the orbit. We're getting a little closer. Oh, and then no.、Nope. <laughs> we're all gonna die. We're all gonna <laughs> live. Yay! I was I was、die. at a store. And the lady said to me, "Oh, I bought some candles." And she said, "Oh, you're going to need those candles. It's going to get really dark on Monday." And I thought to her, at first I wanted to buy into the story. Oh, great darkness! Yay! I have light. Da da da. <laughs> and then I remembered, oh, it's only going to be for two minutes, and that's the reason why you didn't. <laughs> Drive all the way to Wyoming to go there for two minutes to see the eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> They think the eclipse is gonna be darkness.、Uh, well. That's what she said. I was being prepared by buying the candles. <laughs> That's funny.、Mm.
It's the end of the world. Yeah, is this <laughs> is this the time that it all ends? No. <laughs> the attraction of guilt, right? The attraction of death. Yeah, it's funny how <clears throat> it's so easy to to think of that all the time, you know? Like uh, is this how it's gonna end? Is this how it's all gonna is this how I'm gonna die? Is it is this the time? Is this the place? Uh, <laughs> It's like endless, and so so it can always be on guard, you know. Oh well, if if it was gonna happen now, I would do this. If it was like, gonna happen this way, I'd do that. Never getting anywhere, never doing anything, <laughs> except for just deceiving its own self. I definitely took my cue from Jesus and all the movies that I saw when I was a kid. And I remembered that when, before I die, because I had experienced death at a really young age, um, at four o'clock, at four o'clock, <laughs> at four o'clock. <laughs> and so I knew, you know, it does happen. And then, uh, so seeing the pictures, the movies, probably with Ben Charlton Heston and some of those beautiful people, where when Jesus says, uh, "Into my thy hands I deliver thy spirit," something to that, and I always thought, "Okay, that's the thing I'm going to say before I die, and that will save me from going to hell." <laughs> yeah. It's almost like, you know, what am I going to be holding on to? And even now, like training with A Course in Miracles, we're learning to forgive certain things and situations and. You know, am I going to be able to let it all go when I, when I do die or whatever? Or am I going to be holding on to something? And that holding on to something, even though death is inevitable, will bring about some sort of experience, some sort of situation, you know. You're craving, you're desiring to continue having this, say, family, which seems easy to be holding on to. Uh, you're craving yeah, more families. Look, look at all the support you have in the world for that as well. Look at all, and the world supports that, the thinking of the world. You, that's what you, you know, that's your function, according to the world, is holding on to your family. You created this thing. You know, you got to do the blah, 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 the family thing. You got to do the right thing. You got to go to the right schools. Got to buy the right diapers and, all of yeah, it. well, some diapers are just bogus. I don't even know where, how they make it. <laughs> Still providing those things. <laughs> well, and the well. shit like goes right through them. Okay, but that's my. <laughs> there is a lot of stigma when I had my daughter twenty-eight years ago, and. You, we had a, a cloth diaper service 
Mm. And I went and bought a bunch of cloth diapers, and that's what I used for a uh, while. A service? Yeah, like, they would come and pick them up once a week. You'd put them oh. in a big pail, and you'd set them out front, and then they'd come. And I lived in the ghetto. And I lived on 2nd and Inca, right there in the hood with the Inca boys in a one-bedroom apartment. When you opened up the front door, the, the whole facade of the front house, like, shook. It was going to look like it was going to fall down. <laughs> I had bars in the windows. Hey, that's a genius idea. That's, like, the only reason I wouldn't use cloth diapers is because I don't want to wash them. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> I barely yeah, can they- wipe them. Then they come in a really nice package with a bag that you put it back in the pail. Mm, I don't know if they still have that or not. No, but I have a friend that's obsessed with cloth cloth diapers, and and I'm going to tell her about that business idea. That's genius because people are trying to be all, you know, environmental nowadays. So it's good, good idea. Maybe I should do it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'd get an industrial strength washing machine. That's for sure. Oh yeah, they don't keep. Lynn says they don't keep them as dry as the paper diapers are. No, yeah. you definitely probably go through them more. Yeah, my mom said uh, that before. Pretty much before me, I think. My older brother, she started transitioning from cloth diapers to. Uh, so anyway, your point was to that it it didn't matter about the diapers. <laughs> See how he clung on to that one. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. hold on to the diapers. Great. I'm gonna I'm gonna reincarnate it as a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, changing a lot of diapers around here. Boy, just think how many jobs you'll have. You start out being a plant, and then you get to be manufactured into something, and then and then you'll probably end up with as a rag washing windows. <laughs> and then made into a diaper. Again, <laughs> recycle. And then become an adult diaper for Hunter. He said he was so sick one time that he wore adult diapers for a week. No, why not? Gotta get out of bed. Yeah. Kidding me? That's the problem with, uh, with babies that are dogs. They stay dogs. They stay babies. <laughs> they don't grow up and help you. <laughs> I talked to Hunter last week, in fact, when you weren't here, and got to got to get to know Hunter. He's in here all the time, but uh, don't know anything about him. Besides, I, I gave him his name idea, Hunting for Truth. <laughs> hmm. Life. Is that what you do? Is hunt for the truth? Me? 
hunter. <laughs> I'm not. No, not anymore. Not at all. I'm here to represent the truth now. Yeah, sometime, anytime. And those will, like it says in the Course, and those that, you know, I have an ear to hear will be sent to you, like me. Yeah. Yeah, and that's part of that design, is like you can't have something you weren't given or made to, to be or have, you know. If you, if you don't have those ears to hear or those eyes to see, you can't. <laughs> no matter how much anyone, you know, you think you can preach to someone and eventually they will get it and figure it out. If that's, you know, in their design, if that's their position, say their second place, then they will be able to eventually click. You never know, really, if it's in them or not. But if they don't have those ears to hear, then they will never hear it. They will never be able to make sense out of it. They might hear just your gibberish. And even if it comes in perfectly clearly, it's just going to be interpreted and translated to be some bogus hogwash that <laughs> is, for some reason, just not going to happen. And so, like, it's, you're in this position and... Yeah, yeah, you have the ears to hear, and many, many do, and and that willingness to see where it goes, and see, and the willingness to to use it, and, and yeah, <laughs> and it might just well, be that, a temporary thing too. You know, you never know. Uh, there's no going back for me. Well, no. I mean, going forward, it might be something else. You never know. I'm just leaving all options open here. <laughs> well, I definitely feel once it's like getting out of jail, you know, once you have your freedom, some people don't want to get out of jail. They like the comfort of the jail and the three meals a day. And Yeah, and then you don't know, you've been in it so long, you don't know what to do in society. And on your own? <laughs> Are you kidding me? You're just going to go on the street <laughs> and then not have it and then come back to prison. I, I could understand that. I mean, it makes sense. It's it's definitely not a solution. <laughs> well, it's not a very empowering one. It's a disempowering one. resist not evil uh, and the same idea of how to find to be to recognize that I am the second be okay with that yeah there's times I don't love myself I don't like it but that doesn't make it go away what makes it go away is practicing loving myself and being okay and accepting and feeling the uncomfortability that yeah I don't love myself all the time yeah. more and more now because I have you know I, I practice like it says to do and I will do that and I'm willing then 
then more and more I will love myself and the, and the less uncomfortable it becomes when I recognize that I haven't loved myself in a certain situation and that I did let the protector selves run drive the bus and the bus got a flat tire and I had to get out and <laughs> just take my time and love myself enough to fix it so a lot of and my, I have everything. Um, Sorry, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Go- no, no, keep going. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say that I, there's uh, everything I need, that, and I'm grateful that there is everything I need. Yeah. Just to spend the time to go within and be patient and loving and kind to myself. Hmm. What were you going to say? Well, just in my experience, it, you know all different kind of upsets you know there seems to be their variation but they always have some sort of tension with them uh say even just a tension in my body and that's not (laughs) if i brought attention to my body then i would see the tension in my body and uh, (laughs) some some place that i'm holding you know holding up or clenching the muscle and uh if I can find a relaxed state, naturally, the as the body relaxes, it's surprising how how much the emotion relaxes as well. And we have this sensation, pretty much this energetic frequency blowing by, and then our body holds on to it, being this definition of, oh, this sensation is going to lead to my death. Or is somehow going to be a problem, so we need to fight it off, defend against it, or or something. And just by doing that, you're actually making it happen. Like, it never was into this demise idea, but we made it into that. So, ultimately, without understanding the mechanics necessarily, it's finding this... If you do have this sensation of anger, let's say there is something in your body, if you just sat down and relaxed and attempt to relax, that your breathing and relaxing the muscles and the body is almost the same thing as relaxing and letting go of the emotion. And almost as if it, it reflects the same state. And that, you know, your mind and body and spirit are all doing it together all at the same time and it's it's quite fascinating that you know if you if you can find this completely relaxed position of yourself you know naturally you'll be able to you know commune in a different fashion with with others they have tech there's meditations that do that well along with the course in a way of mastery the meditations of just breathing in and exhaling I accept on the in breath and then the exhale is the love of God and that is very calming to me I use that or I've been practicing the one where you breathe in uh, I accept, and then on the out-breath, uh, God's forgiveness, 
or the forgiveness, my forgiveness or forgiveness, period. Forgive this. Mm-hmm. Breathe in the life force. And that accomplishes a lot. Yeah, it's interesting when you do get really diligent with meditation that you don't realize how much you know you hold the body like tight it like we don't realize that we like hold on to things even just like sitting in the lotus or position or some sort or like you have to keep some muscles clenched to hold the position you know if you really found a completely relaxed position, relaxed idea, you would, and even laying down, it's it's humorous to me, especially with massage therapy and dealing with people, that some people don't know how to relax. Like, what do you mean I'm holding that tight? <laughs> you, know, you let oh. it go, just relax, relax. Are you, you a massage person? Yeah, Ten years ago, I went to massage therapy school. That's how I found energy work, became a Reiki master, and then I got into uh, A Course of Miracles from there. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> uh-uh. Interesting. Right, well, have you ever had people on on your table where they have experienced certain things or traumas whenever I do energy work with my energy person um, you know certain things come up and then I can he moves them through me yeah that tension yeah he works on grounding a lot with me it's it's kind of hard to explain when you don't see it or experience it yourself, but uh, everything that you are is built off of this stuff. And yep. And when you're you have those eyes to see, for an example, they, uh, you know, you literally can see these things, and not just an energetic representation of ultimately what that consciousness is processing that trauma. And, you know, holding on to it as in a position in the body and the ability to recognize it. And yeah, it does manifest as physical ailments and things like that. So it becomes uh, just a pain or a disease or a symptom or some sort of representation that you know as this mind as is at disease you know it it manifests naturally as uh, representing that like a projected image of what it thinks of itself yeah defenses against the truth that's what they are trying to say no, I could never be the first. It's not in, that's for other people. I'm just going to sit here with my my little TV show and mm-hmm. I'm that's how it is. I I don't I don't get out much or whatever it is. Whatever I'm holding on to that I think I 
you know, it's like the defense is against the truth, and then they build up and up and up. Pretty soon, you know, well, they even think that, oh, okay, then I'm going to lop this body part off, and then that will take care of it. <laughs> lop. And it's not true. Unless it was the head, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I suppose your spirit. Then I don't know what it would do. <laughs> It would be, it, if it would be holding on to that part, like in your example before, then it would become, or it would, it would come back to try and be the hero of the dream yet again. And what are we going to do? I mean, we're eternal. There is only life. Yeah, it comes back to that design, you know. If it's designed to be the hero, hero of the dream, it's not going to struggle at it. You know, it's not going to be a, a f uphill battle, you know. It's going to be a natural thing that happens. You know, even that's a possibility. You know, or the guru of the dream or something. <laughs> uh -huh. it's, like it's the same thing. Anything that you're going to be, whatever it is you're going to be, or are, just be that, you know, be that wholeheartedly, be that right here, right now, everything that you are. It might change, too. You might just be a reflector in this situation and just fitting right in the, the part necessary to, to evolve that situation in the position it needs to be as well. Saying what needs to be said doing what needs to be done just for that evolution of that consciousness for that awakening process becoming aware of it and the awareness expansion yeah not just even not resisting it or trying to get away from it for instance I trying oh I just wish that my relationship would all change and so I think sometimes I fantasize about going on vacation and never coming back and I fantasize that that's the solution just run away yeah it's funny that's what the world is is, is kind of a, <laughs> a vacation from everything being the same and boring like, uh, I know I expect everything that's going to happen. I'm just going to run away. And it's funny how we get the same feeling and the same idea now on, on the escape. Oh, I need a retreat from the retreat. <laughs> <laughs> Where's it going to go? The only place I can go and the only other option where you came from. I suppose that's why they, people enter a monastery, you know, get them out of the family situation and all the drama and then you take vows to keep you there 
I took vows to be in my marriage. Then I'm reminded, oh yeah, I took vows. There is no escape. <laughs> Would you like to guide us through your little meditation? You mentioned. Okay. Sure. What time is it? Uh, time? I have three minutes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'll have a tray you in the background attempting to distract us. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I have uh, some ideas here from A Course in Miracles. And it has to do with what we were talking about today. When, in A Course in Miracles, it talks about when the second becomes the first. That idea that I came here to deceive myself, to be deceived, to be, to be confused. And it was only a mistake. And it was a beautiful mistake. I'm so grateful. This idea, the habit of engaging with God and all of God's creations is easily made. The engaging with God is easily made if I actively refuse to let my mind slip away. I was reminding myself of that the other day. How, okay, well, when did I lose that thing? It was when I was not present. I don't know where I was, but I wasn't present. And so that's a constant practice. The problem is not one of concentration. Mm -mm. It is the belief that no one, including myself, is worth consistent effort. Mm. And I would say that just don't be discouraged. Be glad and be happy that on the in-breath, I accept on the out-breath, God's love. And that's all there really is, is God's love. And trust would settle every problem now, just to remember to trust that I was supposed to be unmindful. I was supposed to be um, relaxed or being deceived by the ego. And I am worth the constant effort the constant joyful realization that love is what I am and love is what we are. Together, let us always remember that all real pleasure comes from doing God's will. And I don't know what that is, so I'm asking, and God loves us so much, so very much. Mm. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Barb. Thanks, Devin. Thank you all for tuning in and being here. I'll be back with hopefully the 
eighth verse of the Tao Te Ching interpretation that in a couple hours, I believe 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, have a beautiful day.